Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bing. And make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every Wednesday, every weekday morning uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and typically Twitter. I'll throw shade on Twitter uh, on Wednesday. That's why I said Wednesday there. But uh, also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, make sure you follow us. And we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show. And they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying uh, process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com or go see them in Lebanon. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So speaking of the Bone and Joint, uh, we're going to talk about Derek Henry and Adam Schefter's tripling down of him being out for the season. But again, if you missed the doc talk from last week on from the Bone and Joint Institute, Dr. Watson was phenomenal in that segment. So go check that out on our YouTube channel as well. And I, I did message back and forth, Zach, with the Bone and Joint Institute. What we're going to do in about four to five weeks, we're going to revisit and talk to Dr. Watson again to see the checkup on where Derek Henry should be on this uh, rehab. So it's it's not a one it's not a one time thing. We're going to have a mini series of Derek Henry doc talk segments, and Dr. Watson was great. Uh, and so we're going to continue to talk with him throughout this process of Derek Henry's recovery. But last night it didn't matter because the Titans whipped the LA Rams in SoFi Stadium, that beautiful spaceship that they have in Inglewood, California, 28-16, a flat-out domination, really, from the second quarter on, uh, with the defense getting after Matt Stafford, making him look like Jared Goff, with multiple turnovers, five sacks in the night, Jeffrey Simmons with three in the first half. And it's just pretty incredible about what the Titans continue to do Whenever they are underdogs, Mike Vrabel has this team playing at its best. Yeah, and, you know, it was eye-opening. You know, Theron comes in there as a Titans fan, and he says, we owned the night, and that was exactly what they did. They owned it from start to finish, and they got a lead. They did the exact same thing that they did against Kansas City, and the one thing that the Titans have learned to do is hold the lead, right? Now, Indianapolis, they were kind of playing from behind. Buffalo, second half, they had to kind of come back. But the Indy... And last night's game proved that even without Derrick Henry, which is, I mean, it's pretty amazing that they can hold a lead like that with, you know, a trio of running backs that, uh, let's just say, an old Adrian Peterson, uh, McNichols, who has been, I mean, he's been good in spots, but he hasn't been asked to do a whole lot because the King has been carrying the load up until this point. And then you've got Foreman that came off basically off the streets, they put together a pretty good performance uh, for, for what it was worth, and they yeah. they played their game. And defensively, we talked a lot in that postgame show at Mill Creek on how how pressurized their defense is now, and that's something that, that is unique to, to this roster compared to the years back. Uh, a very impressive win on the road Sunday night without their star. I mean, Mike Vrabel, you, you talk about coaches having their team ready. I felt like last night, Mike Vrabel had his team not worrying about what are we going to do without 22, not worried about the bright lights of L.A. The distractions were there, but they never got distracted. No, no, they, they didn't. And you bring up the the pressure from the defense. I, I 
look at this stat this morning. The Titans have 23 sacks through nine games this season. Last year through 16 games, they only had 19 sacks. And the Titans sack leaders through nine games, Harold Landry, nine. Jeff Simmons, five and a half. Danico Autry, five. Ola Daney, two and a half. Through the entire season last year, Landry had five and a half. He's up by three and a half. Simmons just had three. And then Daquan Jones and Jack Crawford each had two. I mean, that's that was the entire year last year. And this year alone, you've got, listen to this. This year alone, you've got Landry, Simmons, and Autry who have combined in nine games for more sacks the entire team had in 16 games last year. It's absurd. And that's not the stat that we're talking about uh, that came out of last night's game. Because what the Titans did last night was win their fifth game in a row and in a, a four-game stretch with the Bills on Monday night, the Chiefs at home, at Indianapolis, and at the Rams on Sunday night football, we all talked about how it would be fantastic for a two-and-two two split. Well, the Titans went sweep on them and won all four of them. And here's the key stat uh, that ESPN Stats and Info had last night about this, this Titans team is the Titans have won five straight games, the last four of which have come versus playoff teams from last season. The Titans are the fourth team in the last 15 seasons to win four straight games, all versus playoff teams from the previous season. The previous three teams all made the Super Bowl with the 09 Saints, the 2010 Packers, and the 2011 Patriots. And the Saints and those Packers won the Super Bowl that year. The Patriots lost in the Super Bowl for the second time to the Giants. So again, four straight wins over playoff teams from the year before. The Titans, the fourth team to do that in the last 15 years, and everybody else that did it went to the Super Bowl. I mean, this team has big aspirations and high expectations, and Derrick Henry's not going to be around for the next two months. We'll see what how that progresses. But can the Titans get to that point? And, and we we all thought with, with Henry, with Julio, with this defense progressing like this, and A.J. Brown and Tannehill, the Super Bowl was the goal. And it looks like this team has the makeup for it. No, it does. And, you know, beating good teams in the NFL is tough. I mean, we, we've seen that where uh, teams – they kind of fall short in weeks, the Titans to the Jets, the Bills, their sports hub out there. Shout out to, to the Bills losing to the Jags in Jacksonville. But the Titans haven't been a part of that over the last four weeks. They've had really stiff competition that are they're respectable names. Josh Allen and the Bills, be it of what happened yesterday, they're a damn good football team. They're well coached. They've got a good defense, and they have a high-scoring offense. Yesterday was an anomaly of their season. And the, the Titans, that was a – I felt like that Monday night game, that was back and forth, right? That was just a great game. That was a good football team, two quality teams, mm -hmm. and it came down to one play. Now, you could say Josh Allen slipped, but he slipped, right? Fourth down, the game's over, right? And the, it, Jeff, Big Jeff helped him after he slipped go down instead yep. of push forward for that first down. Kansas City is a shell of themselves, but they still have Patrick Mahomes, which is regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He doesn't have the same team and structure that he had the last couple of years. 
And then the Colts at home with the backs against the wall, I mean, that was a, a must-win game, and they had been playing well. I, I do think this is very telling on what happened last night and the last three weeks of the Titans being able to beat quality opponents. That is an attribute that Mike Vrabel's team, since he became head coach, has always kind of had. And that's a great characteristic trait, whatever you want to call it, that you want in a football team. That when push come to shove and you're in a big game, there's some confidence in your football team that you can go in, whether it's on the road or at home, and win. Ah, good morning, uh, Chris John, LA Rams fan. That just after getting his, after watching his team getting smacked by the Titans, Chris John says the Titans are terrible. Well, I mean, if if that's the case, then Chris, uh, Mister Two First Names, I mean, th- then the Rams are even worse than terrible. If you think the Titans are terrible, the Rams are even worse than that after that performance. Uh, with your with your quarterback who is dropping uh, in in the MVP voting as well, where Matt Stafford had a bad game. And by the way, I Matt mean, Stafford- man, that really hurt his stock. Like yeah. one game is not going to do it, but that on prime time against a Derrick Henryless team, I mean, he he's forced to throw the ball forty eight times, and they got sixteen points, and they really only got nine. They backdoored some points at the end of the the game, so. I mean, that was a damning performance for Matthew Stafford, who was in the MVP conversation. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and and he's dropped. I saw some odds this morning. He's he's down like fourth or fifth. All of a sudden, Tom Brady is like right there. Kyler Murray's hurt. Derrick Henry's hurt. Aaron Rodgers got COVID. Uh, Josh Allen loses to the Jags. <laughs> I mean, like everybody's just like boom, 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 boom. just dropping. To Patrick Mahomes is, is average. Uh, you know, it's pretty crazy what happens there. So Chris John also follows up and says the Rams played bad and let the Titans win. Well, the Titans beat the Rams and caused issues. There's a reason why. And this leads us. Never, never once. Okay, dude, you lost Chris John, John Chris, whatever your name is. You lost when you said a team let them win. That That's wrong. You didn't watch the game. I know you did watch the game, Chris. So just be better and take, take. Take it on the chin and move on. It's an NFC-AFC. It's not even a rival, right? It's like a singular game. It doesn't really affect the division that the Rams are trying to win. And the Titans, it, was a, uh, it wasn't a must-win by any means. It was, I think it was more for the Titans. It was more of a must-win for themselves. They had to prove to themselves that they were going to be okay. It's like life after, uh, after a breakup. You got to get out there and you got to be like, okay, my world's turned upside down. Can I still, do I still have it? And I think the Titans proved last night to themselves that they're still a good football team. And that, I think that's very important moving forward. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the most impressive thing and the most eye-opening thing uh, we saw from the Titans domination of the Rams Sunday night. So what was the most eye-opening part of the Titans domination of the Rams on Sunday night football, but real quick, let me tell you guys about that workout I'm getting in later today. That's Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? How does 15 minutes at Mandu equal five hours in the gym? Full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll give you 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up. That's at Mandu.com. Help let them help you achieve your fitness goals at mandu.com. I, I have a question. I'm going to tell about it. I, I have to, 
This is not shade on you, Austin. I'm just bring this up. You brought up that Chris John has two first names. Wouldn't we put you in that category as well as yeah, Austin I, is a first name I, and Stanley is a first name? I don't think Stanley's a first name. And <laughs> Stan, I mean, there's plenty of stands in this world. I, I just got to bring that up because no, I you can't rip on a guy when you're in the same box. I, but my my two first names are not as obvious as Chris John. Like that, that was a funny comment. I saw that. Now, technically, I have three first names, but that's a, a mystery for another day. Well, the only name you need to know is BetMGM. They got you covered with a risk-free bet for new users up to $1,000. Code ATOZ Sports. ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. They are the king of the sports books, and they are the title sponsor of our morning show. So if your name's Brandon Brandon or, or Chad Gomer or whatever, you they, they got you right there, BetMGM. Right there on the screen. Well, and then of course we've got a freaking Stanley watching the show right now. It's damn it, Stanley McMurray Jr. and your father. Damn you guys. Stanley is a hey, bad first name. We're gonna start calling name. you we're gonna start calling you Austin Dallas. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that one before. Good one, Zach. It's like I've never heard somebody be like, Oh, Austin, like like Texas Howdy partner. Like that's never happened in my entire life. <laughs> man that this this took a turn that was really funny wow. it was funny it was funny all right so what was the most impressive what was the most eye-opening part of the titans domination over the rams uh last night and, and i will start this off to kind of get us back on tracks for making fun of myself uh and all of you guys jumping on me um <laughs> To me, the most eye-opening part was I did not expect that the Rams O-line to be that bad. Like, I, I, I really like the Titans front four. The Titans front four. Uh, when, when was the last time you could say that? 2008. <laughs> 2008. Uh, but I really do like all of them up front, right? Because, and this doesn't even include T.R. Tart. I think he's a really good player. But you've got the, the two Bulldogs, and I... There's marketing. Like every, I feel like every big victory Monday, we always come up with a marketing idea for the Titans. Yeah, but, but I hate your idea that you're about to say. It's know, probably but good, two, but I hate it. But the two Bulldogs are playing like Bulldogs right now with Mississippi State guys of Danico Autry and Jeff Simmons. Like those, like there needs to be some Bulldog marketing around those two guys playing next to each other, playing like absolute Bulldogs up there. And then you've got the speed on the outside of Landry and Dupree in the supporting cast of Ola Daney, Tier Tart, Laurel Murchison, and some others uh, that are playing really, really well. But the Titans, I did not expect the Titans uh, to dominate the front like that of the LA Rams. I thought this would be a game where Matt Stafford would have a lot of time to complete passes down the field, but he was running around. He was getting pushed out of the gates. Jeffrey Simmons and, D and Danico Autry set the tone of that game last night. And, and that's, that really opened my eyes more than anything else. You talk about like uh, the junkyard dogs, or the bulldogs. I, I think that it's so unique in their two different skill sets. Danico Autry has really impressed me with his speed. Like I didn't realize he has quickness for a defensive tackle. That's why I said he was an A plus signing. Remember uh, when and I you were correct that on March? that. You gave uh, me a hard time. I said Danico Autry was an A-plus free agent signing, and look what he's doing out here. And he's playing at an A-plus level. I, Absolutely. I will, I, you got that 100% correct. I did not see that coming, and I didn't see the impact. I, I thought he was going to help Jeffrey Simmons, but he's really allowing Jeffrey Simmons to thrive. 
Jeffrey Simmons on three different occasions, just and and actually probably more, just manhandles. I, you you know the best part is Aaron Donald was on the field last night. It really made you think about Aaron Donald and what he is able to do as a game wrecker. There are only a handful of game wreckers in this league at that position, and I believe that Jeffrey Simmons is coming into their own now. Unfortunately, it ruined the Titans' ability to draft because uh, they think that every hurt guy can become Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, and that's not the case. They got great value where they picked Simmons. He was able to recover from his ACL prior to the draft, and he has been nothing short of. And I'll pull a word that we used in the post game show. One of our our viewers phenomenal. He has been phenomenal. I mean, it has been unreal. And those tag team brothers down there in the trenches are making everybody's life easier, right? They're making it. And you said 2008, I would agree with you because they had the group that worked together, right? And now you have the group that helps everybody. It helps the secondary get in spots it helps the linebackers and it helps the pass rush. And it really makes it hard on the offense to do what they want to do and get to their spots. And you saw that last night with Matthew Stafford, uncomfortable. And even when he had time, the coverage down the field was good where he was, he was throwing balls away. He, it, it was disrupting his timing. So man, what a great performance last night for that defense. Yeah, I'm gonna read some uh some comments here. Uh Chad says Simmons and Autry play off of one another, which is propelling Landry and Bud. The D line is like the O line. You have to be able to work together. And then like you add in like David Long Jr. knifing through. Like nobody David Long Jr. has to be the slipperiest linebacker I've seen play for the Titans in a in a bit. Like the guy is near unblockable for how he can kind of slide through gaps. And, and avoid blocks he get in the backfield. He did it and blew up a screen pass early in the game where I saw the Rams actually had a nice screen set up, but David Long was so aggressive and fast to get to Stafford to disrupt it, he blew up the play. And so you've got guys that are – you've got the front guys that are playing so well that allows guys like David Long and Jayon Brown, Amani Hooker and Byard to pre- and Rashawn Evans when he's back to play free. Like those guys are playing free and fast because the front four dudes are so, you know, just banging everybody up up there. Yeah. So uh, l- let's ask the question, Austin. I'm curious to see what was the most eye opening part of the Titans' domination of the Rams Sunday night to you? Yeah. I, well, that was mine. It was that I, that's why I came out of the gates so with my answer. It was uh, the domination up front of Autry and Simmons out of the gate. Out of the gate, the Rams did not have an answer for those two guys in the middle, whether it was sacking Stafford or batting the ball down at the line of scrimmage. That's my answer. So my answer, and I could go Kevin Byard, and I think Kevin Byard is probably, uh, I mean, it's one of many correct answers. But Austin, I think the difference in the game, and I I don't think it describes necessarily eye-opening. It was eye-opening to the Rams' defense. (laughs) It's fourth down. To instead of get to 17 to get to 21, that was the difference in the game, in my opinion. That put them further away where the Rams, I think, really started to think, wow, this is going to be tough to come back in the second half. And if they get a stop there, the game's completely changed, right? So don't even think about 17 to three. You're thinking about 14 to three, and you're within grasp, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I thought that play call with Mike Vrabel on fourth down and the rollout, as I said, eye-opening to the Rams' defense because they did not see that coming. But, Austin, you and I, I mean, I, I think maybe even you said that when we were watching the game at Mill Creek is like, this seems like Tannehill time, right? Tannehill yeah. run. This is what they like to do down there in those red zone areas. Now, you don't have Derrick Henry anymore, but you know what? Mike Vrabel stayed true to his word this week, and I respect that. He said, we're not going to change who we are. We're going to continue to do the things that have gotten us to this point, point." and they did that, right? They stayed aggressive like Mike Vrabel coaches, and they got Tannehill in space so he could use his athleticism to get in the end zone and really put the game out of reach. I mean, the game right. was out of reach for the Rams the rest of the way because that's done. They won it. It was that, that, that drive won the game for the Titans because that's, that got them to 21 and the Rams only could sneak in 16 at the very end there. And like, don't, you know, look at this. Ryan Tannehill's got four rushing touchdowns this season. You know, he's only got 11 through the air uh, and eight interceptions. So his passing stats are not as impressive as they've been the last couple of years, but four rushing touchdowns, and what he's been able to do, he's ran the ball 25 times, Zach. He's ran the ball 25 times. 17 of his carries have converted for first downs. That's unbelievable. And, and two times, he, one was a quarterback sneak on a fourth and inches, and the other was a quarterback boot for a touchdown on fourth and goal. So, I mean, it's really impressive of what Tannehill has been able to do with his legs at timely situations uh, so far this year. A to Z Sports here live. Uh, now we've got a Saints fan in the chat. Uh, who's just blowing up uh, the, the comment section saying how the Titans lost the Jets when the Saints just lost to the Falcons uh, last uh, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, just read that on real quick. The Saints are, have a backup quarterback. Their season is now destroyed. The NFC is too good. The Saints are going to struggle to make the playoffs. They don't have their quarterback anymore. And, and the Saints starting quarterback right now was not good enough to beat out Logan Woodside as the Titans backup last year. Right. And and they if you watched any of that Falcons game yesterday, which that Saints fan did, uh, 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 rough, rough, tough scene for the the Saints because they they got some big problems offensively. They just can't move the football like they used to. And Sean Payton is an unbelievable head coach, but you gotta have you gotta have the ingredients, right? You gotta have yeah. the, the the you can have the recipe, but you gotta have the ingredients. And Trevor Simeon is just not gonna he's not gonna be that for you. And we've got a lot of time to come up with talk about the Saints game, but I think I think uh, Mike nails it. Stop Alvin Kamara, and it's a wrap, right? Al- Alvin Kamara is in look Marquez Callaway, two former Vols that our audience is familiar with, are good players, but you know the Saints don't have a quarterback right now, and that's the problem with them. But anyway, so another going back to our eye opening players or eye opening parts of the Titans win last night because several of you guys, and there's been a lot of comments. And so they're, they're already scrolled out where we can't go back to them, but there, I think there are two defensive players that we haven't brought up today that played really well last night. Obviously the big Jeff, Autry, Dupree lane Landry has at least a half a sack in seven straight games. That that's a, a hell of a performance and a hell of a breakout season for Hill Landry. As he continues, we've talked about Byard. We've talked about David long. We talked about Jay on Brown uh, guys. Chris Jackson and Amani Hooker were phenomenal last night. Like Chris Jackson's a seventh round pick out of Marshall who played all different types of positions in college uh, and has, you know, gotten beat his fair share 
of of times uh, in his early young NFL career. But Chris Jackson's playing really well and playing pretty good football over the last couple of weeks. And Imani Hooker, now that he's gotten back from his injury that he had after the first game of the season, that, that key tackle in the open field on third down on the Rams running back was really impressive because it led to the Matt Stafford stumble fourth down attempt that really sealed the game for the Titans overall that led them to go up 28 to nine. Well, and you mentioned Amani Hooker. I feel like Amani Hooker, he, he just, he got hurt right early in the yeah. season. He was injured. He was on IR. Like this is the Amani Hooker that I think we both, or at least I expected. He was one of my breakout defensive players and he's starting to maybe at the perfect time for a defense that is playing really well to kind of be the Amani Hooker that we thought was going to replace Kenny Vaccaro, who played well, maybe not necessarily last year, but the year before. He gave this team an added spark when Jonathan Cyprian went down uh, before the season, and he actually came on to the Titans, earned a contract. That that ran its course. This was the year of Amani Hooker to come in and solidify and to be, we talk about Bash Brothers, the Bash Brother right next to Bayard. Bayard has realized that it, there's some value there because he's swarming the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that pick six by Bayard, that was play Beautiful. recognition. Beautiful. Oh my god! <laughs> like go, I, I cannot wait to watch the end zone view of that to see just Bayard's immediate recognition. He of, knew it was an out route the entire time. Yeah, and he came. He wasn't like he came from a safety spot around like the flat curl area and just jumped that thing faster than I've ever seen. So and Omar brings this up. Omar also Fulton. That was what I was going to say, because I I bring this stat back, right? The Titans have won four games in a row against playoff teams from last season. The fourth team to do that in 15 years. The other three uh, went to the Super Bowl. They've won those four games against playoff opponents without their best corner. Christian Fulton's been on IR. Uh, He he was there for the Jags win that started this five-game winning streak, and then Christian Fulton goes on injured reserve, and and he hasn't been designated to return yet. But the Titans, they lost Caleb Farley, so they're playing right now with Jackrabbit Jenkins, who's played better, started to settle in a little bit, Chris Jackson, Elijah Molden, a rookie, and some some Breon Borders uh, on the outside as well because Greg Maben uh, has, was down y- yesterday. So the Titans are piecing together their secondary on the outside, and they've won four straight against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, and Matt Stafford. We talked about it a little bit. I believe... The Saints made the playoffs last year. This is that's got to be a record. Yeah, I, they uh, they did. They lost to Tampa. I, I, yeah, I, I know, I know. Good. But I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know what that stat says. But yeah, five straight wins over playoff teams from a year ago would be pretty I, special. We'd have to go back and look at those other three teams, see who they played in that that next week. But that would be something. All right, Austin. Uh, before we move forward and hear AJ Brown, who. Yeah. Man, this, this audio and video that we're we're going to show you is really, really good. It is – you felt the emotion from A.J. Brown and Jalen Ramsey on the field just watching it, right? A.J. Brown's going to speak about this. But, Austin, before we get to that topic, I do want to ask you this. Yeah. What do we think about where Taylor Lewan is? Uh, you know, he's obviously not helping the team by not playing. I mean, what do we think about that? I mean, Lewan, he, he, he dressed – pregame warmups he was waving to the camera to try to get some face time and I remember I turned to you I said you know he's doing his warmups and uh 
Jack Collinsworth and uh, Chris Sims, they're down there on the field, and he's sitting there waving to the camera. Then all of a sudden, he doesn't play a snap. Yeah, and, and I and I heard uh, Mickey Ryan and Blaine Bishop talk about this last night, that Mike Keith was caught off guard by this. When when the Titans took the field for their first snap, Mike Keith says, oh, that's Bobby Hart's it at left tackle. Like It, it was a shock. It was kind of a shock there to everybody because Sunday Night Football, NBC went through their – you know, the, uh, you know, Taylor Wan, Michigan left tackle or whatever, like, you know, the, the players doing that without Bobby Hart. And so Buck wrote about this last night, uh, during the game, because, uh, Buck was able to do some reporting and digging, uh, there with some of the people he talked to about why Lawan was out. And, and then Vrabel talked about this after the game. It was the same type of situation as Bud Dupree in week three against the Colts. Bud Dupree was dressed out, but did not play a single snap in that game against the Colts because he was there for emergency reasons only. And so Lawan was the same way that his knee, he did not practice on Friday because of his knee, his ACL knee that's now cost him two games this season. The Seahawks game from a well, pregame really injury. three because of that first one. Yeah, but he played. But yeah, I, okay. But, but still, yeah. Um, but now Lawan, I don't know, like <clears> – <throat> The Titans are 2-0 and without Taylor One playing, and they've beaten uh, the Seahawks and the Rams, two really good quarterbacks at that time of the season. And so it's really interesting to see what's happening with Lawan. They need him. They absolutely need him this year. Well, I don't discredit that, but they also don't need the roller coaster, right? Don't you feel like they need somebody that they can concentrate on and, and that can solidify the position? They and trust, Luan, yeah. it's not – it's not Lawan's fault that his knee is not 100%. That he's coming off of an ACL injury. Right. He is a 300-pound man. Like, you know, it's 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 tough. And it hasn't it, healed, obviously, the way that he has hoped. But, I mean, it's kind of a yo-yo, right? I, that that really shocked me last night that he, he didn't play a snap. Yeah, Ben uh, brings up a good point. I imagine that long flight wasn't good for his knee either. Like if Lawan missed practice on Friday, then had to fly to L.A., uh, you know that might get. Hold on, hold on. I'll let you talk. Dogs are barking. Well, no, and, and I think Lawan, he's he's still a leader of this team. The the distraction and what he's become with buzzing with the boys has, and and he recognized that that was going to uh, create more attention towards him. And this team, there's not another guy that has a live podcast that is a live active player, and it's going to bring some criticism. And he knew that going into it, but now you're getting into a season where you're seven and two, you're the best team in the AFC. They need your services, but you cannot be consistent. And that's what NFL football is all about. Ben Jones has been, I feel like, taped together for the last nine weeks. And he's done a really good job to make sure, and and that that's valuable. That center, as you know, you got to get that snap back. The center is a leader on that offensive line mm -hmm. in, in controlling things. But Lawan, uh, I don't know. I'd very, be very curious over the next several weeks to see if he can get back right, or if it, this is going to be just a continuation throughout the rest of the season of well, Lawan needs a week off. Yeah. You know, and if you can give him a week off and you still win the game against the Rams, I mean, that just makes you feel even better because, look, and Bobby Hart is the reason why, one of the reasons why the Titans offense had under 200 yards of total offense last night because Bobby Hart had 15 yards of penalties on the same drive. 
Bobby Hart could not hold up in the pass protection, so they could not call plays down the field. That's why the longest play was 16 yards, and it was an in-cutting route to A.J. Brown to lead up to the Adrian Peterson touchdown. So LaJuan, LaJuan has eight games, eight opportunities to prove do himself. You need, do you think they need to shut him down for a period? Right, like, does he need I, three the, weeks? The, I, no, I'm throwing the, out ideas. No, this is and, just and a I brainstorming session. Yeah, yeah, it's brainstorm. That's fine. But I think because we just watched the Titans do the same thing with Bud Dupree, and they did not put Bud Dupree on IR, they were just able to let him chill uh, for a couple weeks and get that knee back after he played against Arizona and then played against Seattle and missed that third game. Does does Lawan is he fine next week at home against the Saints where he gets a week of rehab and no flight? I think Ben's point about a five-hour flight to L.A. makes a lot of sense on, on messing with that knee. All right, we got some good video of A.J. Brown uh, talking about his confrontations. And, and look, that was a big part of the game because as we noticed last night and said that on our uh, halftime and postgame show, Jalen Ramsey should have been by the books the rule book of the NFL should have been ejected. He was not for some odd reason. Maybe it was prime time, but he was not ejected. AJ Brown did speak about that after the game. I thought that was pretty telling. Yes. And so we'll play this video here in a second, but first act, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next vehicle. If you're in the Nashville area, Wilson County Hyundai has you covered. Go to wilsoncountyhyundai.com, look at their inventory, and pick out the perfect ride for you, whether it's the Hyundai Sonata, which I own and I absolutely love. Got that that sunroof open. I mean, even though the, the cool breeze is going, it is nice. Dominating the streets in a Hyundai feels, it just feels right. And you know what else feels right? The 2021 SUV called the Palisade. Yes, full-size SUV, third-row seating. You've got captain seats right there in the back and you've got all the bells and whistles when it comes to technology that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com don't forget download the bet mgm app they are the king of sports books use our code atoz sports and when you use our code atoz sports you get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars with your first deposit but today how about this because today you can use code atoz 200 and you put a $10 money line wager down on tonight's game, and you win 200 bucks if either team scores a touchdown. So maybe you don't want to put a big first deposit in for that risk-free bet up to 1000 bucks. Maybe you want a nickel and diamond, which is totally fine. You can jumpstart your bankroll by using code ATOZ200, and a $10 money line wager wins you 200 bucks in free bets when either team scores a touchdown, regardless of your money line wager outcome. It's great. So visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling prompt support, call the Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Here live on this Monday, Titans beat the Rams 28-16. Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Brown had some chirping going on. They both got called for unsportsmanlike penalties uh, after the play in the first half. It should have been an ejection for AJ uh, for Jalen Ramsey on A.J. Brown. Uh, but here was AJ Brown when he was asked about it last night in the post-game press conference. Um, I don't mind the chirping. I don't mind the chirping, but uh, little things after the play, like little dirty stuff, and I'm not going for it. You know, uh, I'm a man first, and you know, I'm here to play football, and I'm not trying to. You know, I'm not out here trying to fight nobody. But 
but uh, but I'm not taking no shit though. So, I mean, as you saw the game, I'm not gonna get into all that. You know, uh, we got the dub, and I'm not about to make it about me and him. Yeah, uh, he knows me. He has my number. If you want to see me, simple. A lot of people, AJ, surprised. That ain't no threat on him. I'm just saying, he knows me. So, I mean, if you want to talk to me and get at me, he got my number. That's a great line. If he wants to get at me, he's got my number. I like how he corrected it. You know, it is not a threat. threat. This is just. It's just the facts. (laughs) Jalen Ramsey is. Like, I don't want to say is because there's only one of these guys, but is like the Dennis Rodman's, the Ron Artest's of the world, the disruptors. Now, Jalen Ramsey is a top cornerback in the league, just like yeah. Dennis Rodman was a top defender in the NBA at the time that he was the disruptor for the Bulls or his time with Detroit, whatever. And so when you go into a game like this, every superstar knows who the disruptor is and what's going to happen. You saw it last night, and Jalen Ramsey had himself a game early on. That pick brought the momentum. And A.J. Brown doesn't pull any punches because he has that swagger that everybody loves. The swag he brings, the 1K, 1K chains, trying to get 1K, 1K, 1Ks, that you love that. And, and, And he has emerged from Ole Miss as a top wide receiver in this league, it's pretty unbelievable. When you get two, when you get two, and you, you you talk about you get two guys in the ring that are really good at what they do. There's going to be some jawing, especially when you have a disruptor like Ramsey. We saw that last night. He should have been ejected based on the NFL rules, mm-hmm. but I, I I liked and respected what AJ said. I'm a man first. Treat me like that. You we can play hard. We can do all that stuff, but. Don't when after Jalen Ramsey intercepted that ball and he basically ran AJ over who was on, already on the ground, that that's uncalled for. That is the stuff that goes over the edge, kind of like the Rodman and Artest type deals that you saw in the NBA years ago. It's just too much, and you saw it. Yeah, well, I mean, Jalen Ramsey used to be trailing the Titans by three scores for his entire career, so I understand that there's frustration with Jalen Ramsey except for when he iced the Titans in Jacksonville a handful of years ago uh, with that pick six. So oh, yeah. I, after I will, after I will say Mario that. snapped his leg in half. Yeah, I, I will say that. And the Titans needed that game, and they didn't get it. So well, no, I, I, that, you're yeah. right. And he has been, you know, getting destroyed by Derrick Henry for most of his life, just like everybody else. But Jalen Ramsey is an outstanding corner. And no everybody doubt. would want to have him on their team because of his play on the field. Yeah. And do you remember this? It wasn't too long ago where Jalen Ramsey goes on a busting with the boys podcast and said he would love to either play in LA or the Titans or no, he said Vegas for the Titans. And that was when he was with the Jags and Jalen Ramsey's from here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's a, a, look, he's a great player. And part of what makes him a great player is this type of stuff is getting in the head of AJ green and making AJ green throw actual punches on the field. It's doing this type of stuff to A.J. Brown. Did it have an impact on A.J. Brown? I don't know. A.J. didn't play well last night. He, he dropped a couple passes, at least two that he dropped that could have converted for first downs and kept drives alive instead of tightening up punting. So I, I, A.J. got the got the last laugh and last word in because his team won and he beat uh, Jalen Ramsey 
on that 16-yard catch on third down that, that led to the Adrian Peterson touchdown that put the game completely on ice. So AJ got the last word, but did it impact uh, AJ a little bit? I, I don't know. We don't, we'll never know that just because I don't think words or Jalen Ramsey chirping and AJ Brown falls, causes him to drop. But I do know that know this. AJ Brown is struggling with drops this season, yeah. and it's a problem that the Titans have been able to get away with because drops against Seattle could have cost them, and drops last night could have cost them, but it didn't. Yeah, and he has got to play better. He'd tell you that himself. Sure. That uncharacteristic drops. Usually, uh, AJ, hands catcher. And you saw a couple times last night where you, you got to make the play. Uh, one on third down that would have extended a drive that he dropped. And both Two. of them, I guess. Yeah, I just I remember that that third down at the sticks that was just a clear you catch the ball. I mean, and then the one that was uh, kind of the, the over the shoulder where the alligator armed it. Yeah, the yeah, he short armed it. You're absolutely right. So AJ, look, but one thing AJ Brown, just like any great player, continues to work on his craft and get in the jugs machine. We'll try to work on that. But he has. You're right, Austin. AJ Brown has got to be better down the stretch now, even more so because they don't have Derrick Henry. I mean, he emerges as the best offensive weapon that they have. I mean, instantly. It is number 11. It's not Julio Jones. It's not Michael Pruitt. It's not Adrian Peterson at 36 years old. A.J. Brown is the best offensive weapon they have. Well, and look, A.J. Brown had a, bad, like he had a bad game last night. But look, he's been phenomenal the previous three, right? Five catches on 11 targets for just 42 yards is not A.J. Brown. Last week, he had 11 targets and caught 10 of them and went for a buck 55 and a 57-yard touchdown. So, like, there are any of the best cornerback in the league on him. I mean, I, Jim yes, but, that the best did, but, but again, like, he had two of those drops. Like, it changes his stat line and the Titans' offensive performance drastically if A.J. catches those two passes where he was open and the ball hit him in the hands. Yeah, and makes me $100 because I had over five and a half catches all you need was on BetMGM, and all I got was five. I mean, if he catches those two that he dropped, he's got at least seven for like 60-plus yards. Yeah. And, and now you're you're not as worried about this, and who knows what would have come after with more snaps instead of having to punt the ball twice. Are we surprised? And we saw G-Man on base who watches the show consistently now, now on YouTube, so shout out, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. He says uh, he, he went to the game. He was out there in L.A. The media out there not giving the, the Titans props. What do you think that well, they're saying? Which media? Like, G-Man's in L.A., so is he listening to national media or is he listening to local L.A. media? Because, like, local L.A. media is going to focus on the Rams' perspective, just like we focus on the Titans' perspective. When the Titans lose the game to the Cardinals or the Jets, we focus on why the Titans lost that game, not the other way around because the audience cares about it that way. So you have to think about who you're listening to. And G-Man says local L.A. Yeah, local L.A. is going to talk about Matt Stafford making two terrible throws and bad decisions and the offensive line not being able to block. That was, that was a bad game. <laughs> that was a bad game by Matthew Stafford. You know, like before a game when you, you have a stat line or you have something, a strategy that you don't want. That's what the Rams were forced to do. Throw the ball 48 times, two interceptions, one for a pick six, both in to give the Titans better field position for an offense that didn't have their best player. It went from bad to worst. And then they couldn't convert on fourth downs in the second half. That also is a big reason 
they kicked field goals instead of touchdowns. I mean, the game is different if those two field goals to get to nine are touchdowns. You know, you're now 17-21, and you, you're pressing a little differently. And we've seen the Titans in a, in a couple of big spots hold really good quarterbacks to field goals. The first quarter against the Bills, it wasn't 14 nothing. It was 6 nothing. Bills. Henry rips off 76 yards, touchdown. Now it's 7-6 Titans. Last night, it was 3 nothing Rams, not 7 nothing. And then it was just 6. Then it was 9 against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs out of the gates to start the second half. It was not a touchdown to make it 27-7. to It was a field goal, and that was it, right? So the Titans' defense has been great when it's come to uh, forcing field goals inside of the, the red zone uh, instead of giving up touchdowns, which is really like a you know night and day from what they were last season. All right, Austin, I'm ready, and I think the audience is ready. I want to hear your theory on Adam Schefter and he's done this more than three times. I've heard it. I've heard it probably close to six through all the coverage last week. Right. And has emphasized might be out for the the rest of the season or out for the rest of the year. I want to hear your theory on why Adam Schefter is doing that, while Ian Rappaport and other reporters are kind of going more. It's going to be six to ten weeks, and there's a good possibility he could be back for the playoffs. That's yep. optimism and pessimism. What does Schefter know, or what is he doing that that is making him so down on Derrick Henry returning? All right, I'll tell you my theory on Adam Schefter tripling down or more on Derrick Henry out for the season. <clears throat> Real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. The professional landlords in the Nashville area simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways that Renters Warehouse can benefit you and your family by creating extra cash flows for you and your family and by making your rent estate investment go a long way into long-term equity, which helps your long-term wealth and get retirement plan ready at RentersWarehouse.com. They do all of the work. You just get the money every month right into the account. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. You can just get the money by downloading the BetMGM app. And if you're a new user, use code ATOZ200 for a $10 money line wager to win $200 if either team scores a touchdown tonight. The Pittsburgh Steelers are hosting the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields trying to disrupt the AFC North and win the NFC North after the Packers lost yesterday. We'll see Justin Fields and the Steelers. You can win $200 for new users. Use that promo code ATOZ200. That's special just for tonight on BetMGM. All right, so my theory on Adam Schefter going hard, hard on Derrick Henry being out for the season is not because I'm salty about Adam Schefter breaking the news in A to Z Sports or any other local media not breaking the news as much as Braden Gall wants to think that on Twitter. I'm not, I, I'm thinking that Adam Schefter has caught himself lonely atop of a hill that he is ready to die on because he's planted his flag that Adam Schefter thinks Derrick Henry is out for the season. One, I don't understand what source could even think to say that definitively that he is out for the season. Even the surgeon who performed the procedure on Derrick Henry's Jones fracture cannot tell you definitively or not that Derrick Henry is out for the season. 
What we know is that this injury, it's been said by several different orthopedic surgeons who specialize in this. It's reported on by everybody else besides Adam Schefter that it's a six to 10 week recovery. There was 10 weeks left in the regular season. Players have started recovering quicker than 10 weeks over the last five to 10 years. And there's a potential for the Titans to bring Derrick Henry back. And Mike Vrabel himself is not ruling out Derrick Henry. Nobody is ruling out Derrick Henry except for Adam Schefter. My theory is this. Adam Schefter is saying, according to my sources, Derrick Henry will be out for the year with this injury. And now, if Derrick Henry comes back, he can say, Derrick Henry is the most marvelous running back. He came back when my sources said he was out. Derrick Henry is so good, so beastly of a human that he comes back early from this. I think Adam Schefter is doing a little WWE spin on this where he's either right or he gets to prop up how beastly Derrick Henry is. Therefore, he doesn't lose. But there is no way you can definitively say that any athlete with 10 weeks left in the regular season is done for the year with this injury. With an ACL, yeah. If you tear something, if you tear a biceps, yeah, that makes sense. But you cannot definitively say this the surgeon doesn't even know and he performed the procedure it's impossible to do that it's a dumb hill to die on and it's really weird to be honest because why would adam Schefter be so adamant about a player not being able to do something it just feels weird to me i I mean i think you bring brought up a lot of valid points there that I, i don't disagree with i think the one caveat that i would say is the position that he plays that's going to be the most difficult part because he is a cut runner, right? They run a zone running screen that he cuts back against and tries to get up. And that's probably, honestly, probably what injured it, right? Is that Jones fracture is a fracture, right? So it's not a complete clean break, but there's a fracture in that particular bone. It also, uh, there, it's a stress type fracture. That is how, that, that is how it, 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 it probably got to a point where against Indianapolis early on in that game, the injury occurred where, but it, it haggled him. It didn't keep him out of the damn game. He had 25 plus carries after that. I think probably what Adam Schefter is doing, it's not like he's Carson Wentz or Quentin Nelson or wide receiver. I mean, you are a running back. And so uh, I I believe, and I, I said this on the pregame show yesterday that I would disclose, I believe Derrick Henry will return. In what capacity, I have no idea. And you hope that the Titans have figured out a lot about themselves over the next, you know, course of the season. But Derrick Henry is a gamer. Derrick Henry is a team first guy. And I do know for a fact that that team was, had highs and lows after the Indianapolis Colts game. They came in and they were, it was, Sheer joy because that was a hard-fought game against Indy. They knew they had to win it for the division. It was a celebration. And then all of a sudden, Derek came in with the news that it wasn't good. Now, he didn't know the ins and outs. They still had to get the MRI the next day. But that deflated the sales of the team in a moment that they were celebrating a big-time win over a division rival. I think Derek means too much to the team and he knows that like that that's what he's become right he this this the leadership that Derrick Henry has 
the face of the franchise has been earned, not given. And he's earned that over the last course, several years. And he's done that with his play and just what he brings to the team. I don't think there is a way. I mean, medically, if he cannot want run or walk or if he has setbacks, obviously that will hinder his comeback. Right. But again, like Adam but this Schefter- is not it. But, but as you, you probably knew last week, this is an injury that can efficiently heal in the amount of time that they have. Yeah. Plus, Austin, I'm going to sprinkle a little magic dust on here. If the Titans, who are 7-2, and two, get a bye, that's another week for Derrick Henry, which would be absolutely massive. And I think they proved last night they are capable of being the number one seed in the AFC. Yes. And so why I have such a problem with it, with the Adam Schefter thing, is because... I don't know how a source knows anything. Like he, he tweeted yesterday and somebody asked, I think Bobby asked, like, have you watched the segments on ESPN? Yes. Schefter has gone on national TV, starting with Monday night football last, last week saying that, that they, he, that Derek Henry likely done for the season, which you just can't say that like indefinite is a more responsible word to say and to use with the Derek Henry. Like, why would you do that? Because and, and who is this source? Because it, when Adam Schefter said, according to one source, is is done for the year. Like, what? Who? He didn't say source. No, closed. no, no, no. To clarify, and, and I will, with the knowledge that I have to the situation, he came out and said that the Titans fear that Derrick Henry could be out for the season. And I will say there was a fear that Derrick Henry once confirmed that it was a Jones fracture because of the timetable and the position, they did fear that he could be out for the season. So that was swirling around. Pre-MRI. Yes. That was Sunday night after the Colts game and Monday morning. The initial tweet He was, just didn't alter his report. No, he did. No, because he went from a fear that he could be out to done for the season. And likely. MB is correct. He did also say it's likely. And I heard that on because, I mean, it's just like everybody. Everybody watching this this show right now on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook. After the Derrick Henry injury, I was searching for things to read, things to soak up. I, hell, I watched, I think, a segment of Get Up, which I never do. Like, I, I was really messed up, right? But the, everybody was looking for And Schefter continuously said, likely uh, but, moving but again, forward. But again, and that was a problem. How, but like, according to his source, like, how can a source be so reliable on this factually like how like if the surgeon say if if everybody who performs this procedure says you can start running or doing light training in a tennis shoe four weeks out because you need the bone to heal and you can come back eight to ten weeks and Derek Henry's got 10 weeks of the regular season and and Ian Rappaport's hearing six to ten weeks and players have been coming back six weeks or anywhere in between that window, how can any type of source say definitively out for the season? It To me, it seems like Adam Schefter is going extreme to one, either be right, or two, if he's wrong, nobody cares because Derrick Henry's different. And that is, I think, I think Adam Schefter. Uh, is, no, nobody will care. It will be, well, that's right, right? Time moves on. Nobody, yes. that's why, that's why solo hosts, that have their own show on Sports Talk Radio. And I'll throw Buck in there too, because he's a solo host. But they're cowherd guys in Nashville that just talk. 
They don't have anybody to hold their ass accountable. And it drives me effing crazy. Because And, and I, I say that to say this. It won't matter if Derrick Henry does start to do, and the workout videos will start to trickle in, <laughs> best believe, right? It'll be because Derrick be Henry's smart. It, the yeah, hype train will happen. not do it, no. Uh, no, I think he will. I, I think Derrick Henry will go about this very diligently and very intelligently to say, I've. Uh, he's the type of guy that will sleep in a hyperbaric chamber if it said that, hey, his foot is going to heal faster, right? They're going to do all, and that's kind of the best part about modern medicine in 2021. I mean, he is a million-dollar man. He's a multi-million-dollar man. It will just be about his return. It will not be about the report. So we'll remember this conversation, but in six weeks when he's doing light work, it will all be about can he get back and where are the Titans at at, at that point in time. Well, if the Titans can, and I, Al Michaels said this last night to wrap up the the broadcast that the Titans have the easiest schedule left in the NFL. And I went added it up. On average, the Titans' remaining opponents have three point one wins in the season, and the Saints have five. <laughs> and you know the, the Steelers play tonight, so it's a very favorable schedule. So the ideal situation is the Titans beat the Saints. You beat the Texans and you are nine and two. That Patriots game is very uh, important. Yeah. But you know, if you can if you can get to if you are if you are nine and three by the time after that Patriots game and you're four weeks after Derrick Henry, then you've got the Jags and you start to the Steelers is a big one as well, and the bye week. That's a big deal there. If you are nine and three at your bye week huge you're in a good spot and the jarvis is right we all know this patriots are creeping Uh, mac jones is getting better their defense is playing well at a big pick six yesterday against carolina which carolina they could never score touchdowns i mean they obviously didn't because it was 24 6 but like the patriots creeping they and they're going to give the bills some fits because as we talked about yesterday and i do want to confirm this the bills I believe still have to pay the play the Patriots twice, and they do. Uh, ooh, big time games. Prime time game is their first matchup in Buffalo. Ooh, twelve they play six. They, they that's play a, That's the Titans bye week. So uh, you know it's the the week right after the Titans play the Patriots. Monday night so, football. Here's what the Patriots next. Five games, six games. They got Browns then at Atlanta. They go Browns, Falcons, Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills. I mean, that's that's it, right? The next six games for the Patriots will they'll either separate from the Bills or sink. Uh, I, before we move on to bad sales jobs, Zach Goodman, because I, I watched all the NFL games yesterday, says, "Can we talk about are the Jags becoming good or not?" And Zach, I will tell you, no, they are not. They're not becoming good. They caught the Bills at a really good time at home. And when the Bills offensive line has been decimated and the Jags were able to, Josh Allen got after Josh Allen yesterday. And it wasn't just Josh Allen getting after Josh Allen. It was the entire Jags defense. And they they really showed the holes of the Bills offensive line. So I, I don't, I think it was a bad game for the Bills and a good game for the Jags, but I don't think the Jags are going to surge and reel off a bunch of wins. I still think they are who they are. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer is still challenging stupid plays. <laughs> like 
just challenging to get the crowd hype. It, it doesn't make any sense. Urban? Yeah. yeah. Times Rossi says 13 and four uh, might get you a number one seed in the AFC this season. Oh, yeah. But, and I, and I tweeted this this morning is that the two road games for the Titans that are the most pivotal, I think, are at Patriots, at Steelers. And because I, I, I'm, you know, those are two AFC opponents on the road who are your toughest AFC opponents remaining. And I think if you you gotta you gotta split those at the very least. Um, so look, if you lose to the Saints, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Now you you don't need to lose to the Saints because you can beat them because they're not that good. But it doesn't really hurt you all that bad. But uh, I I don't disagree that thirteen and four um, uh, can get the the first uh, the first seed. But you don't need to stack up. You don't need to have two more AFC losses. No, you don't. And the good thing is, is the AFC North and the AFC West are squanching together, right? Yep. They're becoming a very good group of football teams, right? A, they're good divisions. And those good divisions with the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to chief. They're going to come back. The charge, there's going to be some really good football in the AFC and the Titans. If they play their cards right and they win the games they're supposed to, can sit back and really just take it in. And Lucas says you can't lose to this Saints team, though. Well, I mean, you can. The Titans lost to the Jets. I mean, so they can lose. I get what you're saying there, Lucas. But the Titans are not going – they're going to lose another – they're going to lose again. They're going to lose another game. Uh, that Like, that's how the NFL works. Like, they're not going to run the table and go 15-2 and two and be undefeated without Derrick Henry. So if you're going to lose, my point is, lose to the Niners or the Saints. Like, don't – like, if you're going to lose – like, they lost the perfect game in the six straight AFC games, Zach, you weren't in last week, but I talked about this. Uh, Jets, Jags, Colts twice, uh, Bills, Chiefs. If there's one game to lose out of those six, it's the Jets, and you lost that one, and you beat everybody else that buried the Colts and got you tiebreakers over the Bills and the Chiefs. So, well, uh, again. Chad just wants you to keep picking against the Titans. So uh... We'll see how that goes. <laughs> We'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, Zach, it is time for bad sales job on this Monday. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. The Doc Talk segments have been phenomenal. We're going to bring back Dr. Watson here in about a month or so. We're going to update on Derrick Henry's recovery, generically on where Derrick Henry might be in the next month, uh, with his recovery from his Jones fracture surgery. But boneandjointtn.org, that is where you need to turn to if you ever get hurt in life. They've got over a dozen doctors there at the facility in Franklin that specialize in nearly anything that can go wrong. They can take care of all your joints and they can get, get you through the physical therapy uh, part of it as well with their state-of-the-art facility there in Franklin, right off of I-65, easy to get to, boneandjointtn.org. Come pregame with us. We just were at Mill Creek. This is a home game. We talk about the Saints. The mainstay will be live for all home games. Look at that ruckus crowd. I think that was the AFC Championship game getting lit right there. At the mainstay, two-for-one Mill Creek drafts. Cannot beat that. That is a damn good time. So pregame and then come afterwards and postgame with us because the party doesn't stop, especially if the Titans beat Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints. Bad sales job on this Monday. Uh, we are 15, 15, and two in our bad sales job record. So, Zach, 
Uh, I won the one last week to tie it up. You mentioned that you had to bring the big guns today in order to get the lead back. So uh, do you want to start? Uh, I can, because it does take a little bit of education. That's fine. So I have a question for you, Austin, before we actually start. And the premise of bad sales job, go through the premises of bad sales job, because we've got a big audience, and maybe Mm -hmm. not everybody has experienced bad sales job, which is our end of show topic on Mondays. So bad sales job was kind of an organic birth uh, is that we, Zach and I run this business, A to Z sports, and we've got, you know, Zach's got a background in radio sales and we sold the sponsorships to start our, to start our business. And so uh, bad sales job, basically we offer up to the other person, a bad situation they have to sell. It's like the, the ketchup popsicle to an Eskimo, right? It's that type of thing where, it's, it's a bad situation, but we have to do our best job to sell a bad product. So the way it goes is that we eat, that Zach will give me a bad sales job topic. I will have 30 seconds to do my best job of selling it. And then I will give Zach his, and he has 30 seconds to do that. After that, you guys vote to be the winner. And it's a race to the first of 20 votes. So all you got to do after we go through it is comment Austin or Zach, Austin or Zach, and we'll count it up. First to 20 wins that week. We are 15, 15, and we have two ties. All right, Austin, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you and ever Dom, heard? Dom, Dom is right. Bad sales job was Dom's idea. We, we will never forget that, Dom. It is a great idea. That is true. Shout out to Dom. Dom, yes. you'll get the love of the show for that. You know what, Dom? You, you earned that. Uh, Dom, let me give you two seconds. I need to give Dom the love of the show. He just earned it. Great job. We're an hour, nine minutes in. So good job, Dom. All right. Austin, have you ever heard of the Island Boys? Have you ever heard of the Island Boys? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. The Island Boys are two Floridians, and you'll see them here in a second, that have gone TikTok viral for their smash hit. And you'll hear their smash hit. It's a viral video. And I, so I, I knew that this was going to happen. I didn't expect you to know who the Island Boys are. Old soul, not necessarily. I don't. Well, you're on TikTok. You do a good job on our A to Z Sports TikTok. But this is where the Island Boys became viral and became popular. So I'm going to play this video so you got to get a sense of it, and then I'll I'll give you my bad sales job. Cause I'm an island boy, and I've been trying to make. Oh, I'm an island boy. I, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a get key white going. You're gonna keep that gun. I'll be just staring at the sun. I'm just out full gazing. I'm like, well, pull where I'm staying. They're like, you wanna be famous. I'm trying to be out the greatest. I'm gonna float all boy. I got a real damn tropic. I'm like, down on the topic. Uh-huh. I'm an island boy. I put my vest on, yeah. Like a wagwan man. Trying to make it to the top. I'm an island boy. I've been trying to make it. I ain't seen it with the gang gang swing. You ain't just swing no kind. And through the storm, through the rain. Cause we try home like a line. From the island boy. From the Caribbean. Cause you so cool. I'm an island boy. Put my vest on ya. Alright, we struggled through the end of that. Uh, So Austin, in 30 seconds, you need to sell us on why the Island Boys 
need to be our first co-presidents of the United States. That is your bad sales job. These guys need to be president of the United States, and uh, I will leave it at that. But now you kind of know who these guys are. Tell them, tell us why those guys need to lead our country. You got your clock ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> in today's United States, it's all about being comfortable in your own skin. And it's all about allowing other people to truly be their real selves. And if the Island Boys can team together to allow everybody else to get out of their comfort zone and to really show their true selves, it'll make our country stronger, more together, and better in a happier, more peaceful place. <laughs> what are they going to fix the economy? <laughs> the economy be damned. <laughs> they're going to fix COVID. Can they solve COVID? <laughs> uh, they get a good approval rating. <laughs> all right, Zach. <sighs> this is really tough. I, I don't even know what to what to do here. <sighs> I feel like I have to like revisit my my strategy on bad sales job. Okay, Zach, you have to you have to sell us on why Derrick Henry should be shut down for the rest of the season because the Titans uh, do not need him to win a Super Bowl. I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded on this baby. I'm trying to get my clock out. On your start. They showed us that last night. They don't need Derrick Henry. It's all about the defense. If the defense plays superb and continues to pressure the quarterbacks, they've already shown that they can get to Josh Allen and disrupt him. Fourth down, no, sir. They've already said that Patrick Mahomes only scored three points. They don't need Derrick Henry because Ryan Tannehill and this offense, A.J. Brown will improve. He'll, he'll clean up the drops. Julio Jones will be the true Julio Jones. The Titans will win the Super Bowl without Derrick Henry because of their defense and their offense and superb coaching from Doug. Mike Vrabel. All right. So, uh, yeah, I probably said, that. I think I did a good job though, but, um, yeah, that was just a tough, a tough situation. All right. Who won Austin or Zach? That's all you gotta do. Raise the 20 who won Austin or Zach. Uh, and then I will start, uh, the, I will start the counting. Uh, so let's see. Jarrell says Zach cam says Zach. Um, there's Jarrell again. So we are 2-0. Um, let's see. 3-0 Zach. 4-0 Zach. Uh, that's not a vote. 5-0 Zach. 6-0-7-0-8-0. Um, 9-0. I think you're probably going to have to. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I, you know, I. I know. I thought you did a good job. I did Again, a great I, job Austin, with it. I, I I did it for entertainment value, and I also wanted you to see what you're going to say, right? And you know the the Island Boys, <laughs> they're hot right now. <laughs> now I yeah I, I I will never look at the Island Boys again. But I I thought my sales <laughs> job was pretty damn good. I thought I did a great job. I think this was a tie. 
<laughs> you did this to die. Your ass must be crazy. No, I'm kidding. You definitely won that one. Uh, Sean says Austin wins because Zach played those idiots on the show. <laughs> Jacob says Austin. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I didn't want to, but I knew I, I couldn't I couldn't allow you to sell something that you just literally had zero clue on, right? You've sold stuff that maybe you haven't seen, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, and, and I, Michael, yeah, I was not prepared to deal, to battle that. I, I was not. And so. Well, look, I, it's just like anything. It, it's like uh, in the finals, you get down 2-0. You got to come out in game three when your backs mm-hmm. are against the wall. And that's, and that's why we're, that's why you're up 16 to 15 to two is because it's, it goes that way. It's like, I got complacent because I won a couple and then Zach went heavy because he lost a couple. And so it'll get back and forth. It's, it just goes, uh, it goes all over the place. Well, great show guys. Hey, appreciate everybody that's watched. We've had some massive shows the last two days and we appreciate, we love bringing the content to you guys. The, the comments have been superb and the Titans are obviously surging, which is great, but we've got you covered. We do this five days a week, really seven days a week, but a to Z sports.com. We've got you covered there, all of our social media outlets, but for these shows and Buck rising is going to do a show tonight, which I'm curious about his experience from LA subscribe to our YouTube channel. A lot more people. We are growing in a great way. Our TikToks are on fire. Speaking of the Island boys, get you some of that on a to Z sports Nashville and obviously Facebook and Twitter. We've got you covered. We're a full service digital media company. They cover the Titans. Vols, they're surging too. So a lot to talk about here on A to Z Sports. Yeah, Steven says, throw a like up before you go. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, give us a like. Give us a subscription. Uh, We'd appreciate that as that platform continues to grow. Uh, Excuse me. So we will see you guys tomorrow morning at at 8 a.m. Buck live tonight on primetime. Don't forget the A to Z Sports Podcast Network with new content out throughout the week as well. See you guys later on. Have a good one. Adios.